from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Young off-duty NYPD cop and her passenger were killed in a fiery crash on the Upper West Side, according to authorities and law enforcement sources. Officer uh, Kimberly Lajara of the 121st Precinct, driving south along Henry Hudson Parkway, and when her 2016 Mercedes-Benz hopped a median, well, slammed into a tree. So that is that. And the passenger, too, also dead. What a tragic story to open with. <laughs> Driving her 2016 Mercedes-Benz. Boy, the cops do pretty well, don't they? I mean, like, I don't really think of it usually going that way. But, uh, you know, there was another suicide as well. There's like eight in, in, in a very short period of time. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, thoughts go out to the NYPD right now. They got a, 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 an email from Mayor de Blasio trying to say, like, well, his, you know, because his dad committed suicide. And uh, I don't blame him. To get his life. <laughs> if I had a son like that, I'd commit suicide too. You say, uh, I don't think him and his dad got along. You know, his dad was like a war hero. He like got his leg blown off and came back, and then you know, I guess there was some alcohol issues, and then you know, whatever. It's really. And then he had a son. I feel like <laughs> I feel like saying it's none of my business, but uh, uh, yes. Well, an island officer was killed in a crash uh, too. Twenty-four-year-old woman. She. Oh wait, I already said all that stuff. Uh, four people were injured in two separate gunfire incidents in Brooklyn less than an hour apart on Sunday, a neighborhood that has seen shootings double so far this year. Wouldn't you know it? East New York, out there by Brownsville, 1718, a 29-year-old man was hit four times, three times in the right forearm and once in the hip on Williams Avenue near Atlantic just after 3.30 a.m. A 19-year-old woman was also hit in the leg by gunfire. And both were in stable condition at the hospital. About 40 minutes later, a 24-year-old man and a 26-year-old woman were shot outside 717 Atkins Avenue, about two miles from the first shooting. man was shot in the left foot, the woman in the right calf. Boy, the people are catching some limbs here, winging people. But uh, I wonder if these are automatic weapons, because I don't think anybody could be that great of a shot with a single fire. <laughs> You think they're just spraying bullets across? Oh, they gotta be spraying lucky. bullets. You ever watch a movie? They spray a hundred bullets. Nobody gets hit. Well, that's yeah. That's a movie. So you're talking about like the ones that, I hate movies like that where there's so many gunshots and and those like the John Woo movies. You know when they have these yeah. uh, very uh, balletic almost kind of scenes. Is that the word for it? But it looks like a. It's it's very choreographed. Right, you know, right, right. And for me, when a gun goes off in a movie, it should matter. Should be a big, you know. Holy shit! Someone shot somebody, you know. Exactly. But it's uh, yeah. There's thousands of rounds fired, and sometimes nobody here. A car ran a red light and killed a cyclist. My goodness! It's a teen driver who blew through a red light in a uh, violent Brooklyn, caused a chain reaction car crash Sunday, took the life of cyclist, the 19th on city streets this year. That's a lot. Wow. 19th dead cyclist on city streets. It's remarkable. You know, it's the the initiative that uh, that he started when he came in who spent all this money on it, de Blasio, back in 2013 or whatever, 14, it was uh, Vision Zero. Vision Zero. <laughs> which, come on. Could, I mean, we had so much fun. It's stupid. Zero Vision, Vision Zero. We, we had, But he, millions, if not billions or whatever, spent on this. And what results are we seeing? I mean, the idea is to bring uh, traffic fatalities down to zero. Well, we haven't seen that. No, we haven't. There has not been that significant of a drop. In fact, even when there has been a drop, if you average it out for what they've spent, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars per life that was saved, you know? And, right, and, and, right. and it's a significantly, 
I mean, excuse me, it's a statistically insignificant number of people anyway. Right. You know, they get saved. So, I mean, like, just by bike lanes and by, you know, I mean, I, I improve the stop uh, lights and everything, sure, but, you know, you're still going to have shit like this. It's just not preventable. But I see a lot more bikes in the city. I mean, when I was in the service business, you know, I used to have them, the bike riders used to actually grab the hinge of my van. And actually hang on to the hinge of my van. And I'd be driving down 2nd Avenue with these guys hanging on. And, uh, you know, and that was before bike lanes. Yeah. So, I mean, now you add all these bike lanes, you take more traffic, and you put the bike lanes next to the bus lanes. I mean, that's not a good thing. No. And they <laughs> and they really do own every inch of, of road they're on. Absolutely. They, they, this is what you know, They really, they're... Well, we've talked before. <laughs> do a lot of talking about aggressive cyclists on the show. So I'll give them a break since they lost one this week, and our thoughts are with you there. That's uh, nice. Yeah, too too bad out there, guys. Be careful. Now, a minor subway crime led to a. This is exactly how broken windows supposed to work. Uh, a major drug bust. Cops nabbed a serial turnstile jumper in the in the boogie d last month they grilled him about other possible crimes and hit the jackpot a gun and heroin arrest of an ex-con whose parole was just about to end what an idiot according to nypd chief of department terrence monahan uh this arrest of 27 year old uh, jason davis yeah if you've got a bunch of criminal information and it's about you, this enterprise right. to, you knew, that's a big responsibility Absolutely, you need to conduct yourself with a little bit more care <laughs> you know and, and, and pay the goddamn $2.75 cents cents. when you want to ride the subway uh, and, and I love that this is this illustrates why it's so important not to let turnstile jumpers just slide because of this I mean this is a big arrest this is a big Hall of heroin here. And now, um, on, on it says on July 17th, Strap Hanger was busted for fare evasion at a Bronx subway station. But because he was a transit repeat offender, he was arrested rather than released with a summons. Says why? Because he did it, did it over and over Several again. Times. But he could have wised up and stopped. <laughs> so I'm saying, don't give him a chance, you know? I mean, like, why not just say, no, this is against the law? It also. I'm not saying like if oh, they lowered the fare a dollar, it still wouldn't matter. They'd still jump the turns. It doesn't matter it's if it cost a hundred dollars. If it costs a penny, they just don't want to pay. They just don't want to pay. They don't think they should have to pay. That's why I mean it hasn't. I don't think it has anything to do with the money, like you said. I think it's a game. I think they see what they can get away with. I mean, if they can get away with not paying, they don't pay. It's 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 almost like. Uh, in in their way of looking at things, if you're not taking everything you can for free then you're like not living properly. That's right. You know, when we play poker and I've played cards my entire life. And when you do that, if you're not raising, uh, when you know you can, right. When you're not taking every nickel that you can off of your competitors at the table, it's immoral not right. to do that because that's the way the game is played. played. Right. Yeah. So that's, I think the way they must see this. Mm. The difference is, I'm a gentleman. <laughs> and there's no way anybody's going to find out about my heroin business. It also meant he, uh, he'd he be debriefed by a field intelligence officer to determine if he had any information about other crimes. Boy, did he ever. The suspect mentioned a J.D. Slim and the address for Slim's Webster Avenue apartment. J.D. Slim. Oh, that sounds like an exotic. 
exotic name. Yeah, it's a, excuse me. It's it, yeah. It sounds like a name of like a vibrator that you would yeah. buy or something. And a, it's a slim. Porn shot, the JD Slim. <laughs> Captain Igor uh, Pinkazov. Captain Igor Pinkazov was the commanding officer of Transit District Eleven. Where do they get these names? I have to tell you. I'm going to say Russia. Uh, well, let me let me just explain something. I was in. I was. I grew up in the 104th precinct in Queens. And the captain over there's name was Captain Lawless. How could and it, I? You can't make it up. Uh, now from there, uh, the cops figured out uh, Slim's real name, JD Slim. It's just Son Davis. And then worked with officers from the state board of parole to get a search warrant for his apartment. Boy, they really take you through the procedural of this. Take you over to humps. Yeah. Inside were two uh, handguns, a 22 caliber Beretta, and a nine millimeter Ruger. Pink offset plus heroin and more than forty-five thousand dollars cash. So they were doing pretty good. Crack marijuana, a drug sale, a drug scale, and over a hundred bullets also recovered. Now, do you think they would have caught him if he didn't jump the turnstile? Well, no, not not this time, not at this time anyway. Not until a lot more people got their heroin, right? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 some crack and some marijuana and and what else? So hey, that is awesome. Nice job. And, uh, you know, like I said, 19 cyclist deaths. Wow. But, Pat, can I ask you, have you heard of any uh, um, pedestrians being hit by cyclists? Because I've heard of a couple of incidents. Absolutely. It's happened very it's recently. It's a nightmare. I, I almost got hit one day. It was uh, yeah, and, crazy. And it can be very serious. It, there was a guy uh, who just died. I was just going to say, I heard this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was in Chelsea, stepped into the uh, bike lane. He was, at, I think, like 23rd and 6th Avenue. And... Died a week later of his injuries. The guy didn't hang out. Wow. And a woman died in Central Park. I know, like, I think it might have been 2014 or 15, whatever, but, like, she got slammed. And you think about those bikes coming. It's, it's an awkward kind of a shape, too. I mean, if you have a bike whiz by you, you know, they go pretty fast. And and it's it's not going to – it's not going to feel good for anybody, but it's, it's going to come out on the person's just standing there the worst. You know? In Central Park, I can see. I mean, I, I do a lot of bike riding in Central Park, and when you go around the loop, you come down this huge hill, and I see rollerbladers that can't stop. I see bicycles that, you know, I mean, they can't stop. They got brakes, but they just, like, go through it, man. I tell you, and I saw a kid get taken out one day. Mm. and uh, A kid get taken I, out? Yeah, man. I mean, he just got taken out. <laughs> just, just just by a bike? Just swept him by a bike, and uh, mm. he was in, I don't know whatever happened, but he was in bad shape when he got into the ambulance, that's for sure. Woof. Uh, yeah, so be careful out there of the bike. An NYPD lieutenant accused of sexually harassing a female employee at his former violent Brooklyn precinct. He now works for the department unit that investigates police misconduct. Well, that's good. I'm Why don't sure we put him no, on the ethics committee? No conflict there, yeah. <laughs> He's only accused, merely accused, of sexually harassing a female employee at his former precinct. I'm sure that he, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, police administrative aide Kristen Berg was shocked and fearful when she heard about her former boss, Lieutenant Muhammad Eltoni. He was recently transferred to the NYPD's Internal Affairs Bureau. Now he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he can have me investigated for whatever, said 29-year-old Berg. He's internal. Basically, this guy got away, scot-free, and he's going to do it again. She filed a complaint against the guy, El Tony, with the Equal uh, Employment Opportunities Division in uh, May of 2018, after what she said was months of enduring her new boss's sexual advances at the 6th Precinct Station House. 
in Bath Beach. Don't people realize that these things are under investigation now? I mean, this is, you know, and and you just... They keep moving the line back on yeah. what you're on what you're allowed to say, though. And then you don't get prosecuted if anything, if if someone brings charges against you. Not that you should, unless you're convicted. Well, I mean, it's but, uh, it's like well, well, type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if they well, prosecuted, I mean, like they if you got to be prosecuted to be convicted, and then if you're if you but if you're if I th it's always going to be he said she said it seems if there's no videos. No, there was a guy who got sexually harassed by his female boss who said, you know, something about a G-string. I don't know. She shoved panties in his mouth or something. And and that Why guy. Why couldn't I get a job like that? Jesus Christ. I'll eat all the panties. You got all the school teachers, you know, taking advantage <laughs> of all these young kids. You I, treat me like you're a fucking I personal garbage can. I will just, I'll snack on them. <laughs> snack on Panty sandwich. At first you think he's a new supervisor. He wants to be friendly. He wants to get to know everybody. And then certain things started happening. See, that's very vague. I want to hear exactly what he did. Now, among the allegations in the complaint, which the NYPD division would eventually find to be unsubstantiated. Now, these are unsubstantiated allegations. Among them uh, were that Altoni tried to kiss Berg and inappropriately suggested multiple times that he put on... That, that, that she put on another female officer's lip gloss to make the cop jealous. Ooh. What the hell is that? He's got a lip gloss oh, fetish, this guy. This guy is yeah. a sicko. Yeah. You're saying she should put on another officer's lip gloss. Lip gloss. And this was unsubstantiated. Hmm. So they found that not to be... So when, when, when Berg rebuffed him, she claims, Eltoni pulled strings to move her to a less desirable position. She's writing parking tickets in Canasi. <laughs> when I asked why I was moved, my super my supervisor said my head wasn't in it. She never let me explain to her why my head wasn't in it. Because I didn't have my lip gloss on. <laughs> She's right. Your head's not in it. She's like, well, yeah, my head wasn't in it, but you didn't let me explain why. It's not my fault, see? You got to keep your head in it regardless. I can't blame El Tony for everything. Nah. But I, I, how can I, my head be in it? When this guy wants me to wear lip gloss that don't even belong to me. Horrible. Dumb whore. Uh, Berg said uh, the lieutenant often distracted her by making her come to his office and lock the door. It got to the point where he wanted to put a desk in his office and move me downstairs permanently. Well, that sounds like a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to save you all that walking. Exactly. She thought by filing a complaint with Equal Employment Opportunity Division, the EEOD, uh, that she would uh, see some justice. Well, instead, the NYPD dismissed Berg's claims, and Eltoni well, simply moved to the 6th Precinct in Lower Manhattan in June last year, uh, right after May. Although the allegations against Lieutenant Eltoni were not substantiated for the good of the command, he was transferred to another precinct. They just want to... She said they swept it under the rug. It seems to me like they're kind of like, they went ahead and got rid of him anyway, even though he didn't do anything. Yeah. He, tra he was transferred to get away from you when he is not guilty. Unsubstantiated, technically. Now, the NYPD, in his decision to close the case, said Berg never reported any of the harassment to her superiors and that she was moved to a different assignment because of her poor, poor performance. And Berg said he was afraid to confront El Tony, or said she was. Because of his influence in the department, well, now it's only multiplied, I guess. Uh, maybe if I had gone to somebody earlier and sooner, the outcome would have been different, she told the news. But uh, honestly, I don't feel that would have made a difference. Berg also filed a discrimination. They want Women join the police force because they want to come in, get pregnant, get the benefits, 
uh, get paid to be pregnant, be an official officer, these city jobs, you know, they might not be the best pay in the whole world. However, they, there's pretty good benefits with benefits. the city. Yeah, and they get to do stuff like that. And they come back and just try to get it pregnant again. Maybe they get lucky. They can do a little lawsuit, sue somebody for this or that. And there's just all kinds of different ways where it's very hard for, you know, when you are dealing with over 30,000 officers or so, right. an army to keep them perfectly in line all the time with the growing, you know, everything is so wrong and the boundaries. It's just, you know, just ridiculous what they're expecting. Uh, the the federal agency told Berg two months ago that that's the uh, EEOC the, uh, equal opportunity <laughs> equal opportunity equal employment opportunity, opportunity. commission uh, yeah the federal agency told Berg two months ago that they were unable to conclude that the information establishes a violation of federal law on the part of the respondent wow unbelievable pretty wild. But he got transferred, she got transferred. He got transferred, she got transferred. Now, nobody, you know, uh, so this is not certified. The respondent is in compliance. Uh, It's it's not an exoneration, like they say. Well, when asked for comment, an NYPD spokesman reiterated the federal shit, lack of evidence, blah, blah, baseless allegation. And uh, you know what? Sounds sounds to me like, uh, you know, no, no harm done. No harm, no foul. But uh, he still got transferred, though. And, and you Seems can't to tell me. me that's still not a smudge on his record, you know. Well, that's true, and it's and it's not really fair, is it? Because like no, he might have liked it, it there. An unsubstantiated allegation. But it's an allegation. Maybe he did want to move, though. Maybe he's happy to be transferred. Maybe maybe he's like you know, it, nobody has got a, a completely uh, virgin, you know, smooth, flawless record. I don't think because it like it's just it just seems like that would be impossible to preserve. Unless they spent their time at the car pound. (laughs) Cops are hunting for two men who shot a man following a verbal spat in violent Brooklyn, leaving him in critical condition. The three men exchanged words on No Strand Avenue uh, near, uh, you know, Herkimer Street. Herkimer. Herkimer? Herkimer. That's how you pronounce that. Herkimer Street. Thank you. Thank God. And it's in uh, Bedlam Crime Essence before the argument turned physical about 4 a.m. So... Uh, one of the men whipped out a gun, blasted a 30-year-old victim in the torso, taken to Kings County Hospital in critical condition, and uh, they fled. They have been caught. They released photos of one of the suspects. They got a lot of detectives out on this one, but you got to help them out if you know anything. You call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-577-TIPS. That's 1-800-577-TIPS. All calls will be kept confidential. Bail reform free for all. You know, the bail reform is getting to be a big topic, Larry. I mean, can you read that? Uh, nearly everyone arrested in the Big Apple will not be held in jail while waiting trial thanks to seriously, quote, misguided new bail rules. Unless they're a risk of uh, a flight risk, right? Well, I don't know. Let's see what it says. Nearly everyone arrested, it says. So uh, Deputy Commissioner uh, John Miller speaking on the Cats Roundtable. You know the Cats, right? That's got uh, cats with cats and teeth. It says, welcome to the Cats Roundtable. <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's a big fat billion. <laughs> it's, uh, Michael Corleo did this. Michael Corleo did that. I said, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Everybody who gets arrested for anything except for maybe murder and attempted murder is going to be released without having to pay anything at arraignment. That's according to John Miller, the deputy commissioner and uh, of, of NYPD. Uh, before they enacted this law, 89% of the people were being released at arraignment without having to post bail anyway. Now it's probably going to go to 99%. That's that last 10% 
more that is going to, that's, that's bad. This is bad. This is bad. Sure. sure. Now that's probably going to be 99%, which is going to be a problem because criminals are going to know at the time they're arrested. I'm not really risking going to jail. The reform, maybe they'll stop resisting so hard now though. <laughs> they know a cage isn't at the end of their day now. The reform, which eliminates any cash bail requirement for low-level misdemeanors and nonviolent felonies, it's been a hot-button topic among law enforcement since it was proposed in Albany, uniting Police Commissioner James O'Neill, police unions, and the city's five district attorneys against it. So that's who's against it. Mm. James O'Neill, who is the police commissioner, he's against it. He's police against unions it. are against it. Pat Lynch, Ed Mullins, all those guys are against it. The city's. No, I'm against it. The, I'm certainly against it. Yeah. Uh, the five district attorneys are against it. Of uh, that's one for each borough. They're all against it. They're right. the ones who prosecute. They go. This is not a good idea. Right. So who else? What does that leave? The mayor, uh, Jumani Williams, the public advocate. Uh, yeah. You know, Corey, uh, whatever the fuck his name is, and city council. Well, the reform is set to go into effect at the start of 2020. That's part of a budget deal. They snuck it into a budget deal. That's a pretty big deal. Mm. Uh, supporters have said that the changes will help address racial disparities and overcrowding of jails. Boy, that is gonna, jails, I'm going to want to put myself in a fucking jail. You know what I mean? If this goes into effect as it's planned to, this shit may go so haywire it goes Republican. <laughs> In the election, supporters have said the, uh, like I said, they'll help address racial disparities and overcrowding of jails. I just don't understand this approach to law enforcement and to um, reform. It's not, it's, it's a weird sort of like backward kind of reform that just doesn't make any sense. So like once you've committed the crime, we reform that end of it. Right. How about a way to like sort of, help people learn not to commit not crimes. Not to commit that crime, right. Whatever it is, a crime right. in general, you know. I mean, a hand up out of a, a situation. You know, Miller also criticized uh, the changes to the trial discovery process. It requires prosecutors to hand over all evidence within three weeks of an arrest, saying it would put victims and witnesses at risk, and that does make sense. Uh, this is going to be a real problem, he said. That, um this is they there's another thing in this bill where say uh there's a rapist and and say he rapes a, uh, a woman like he, he follows her into her apartment storm you know whatever and he rapes her in her apartment right then he has the legal right to request to come to the crime scene and view it the criminal the, the, criminal. the suspect yeah the suspect to view what the crime scene, her home, her apartment. He can wow, come back I, to I it. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's in there. And it's, frankly, cruel to victims. Yeah. You think about it in a case of a sex crime, you know what I mean? It's any any crime, I guess, but it's like, in, particularly in, in, in reference to that, you just go, oh my God, how does that make sense? He gets, back to, he gets to come back. Yeah, he gets to come back and be like, what's up? Nice place? Yeah. Nah. I, didn't, I didn't notice you had that picture over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd never seen this place before. <laughs> And then they can they gather evidence to say what they haven't seen. I guess I really don't know how this makes sense, but well, I guess they, uh, I guess they believe they do. There's a lot of things in the judicial system that doesn't make sense. Ten million dollars for an exonerated, violent Brooklyn man, wrongfully convicted, Mark Denny. 
He walked free in 2017 with his lawyer and his mom here. And that's the picture. How many years did he spend? Which there? one's the lawyer? Which one's his mom? I mean, can you tell? Yeah, I would think the one to the right <laughs> is his uh, lawyer. <laughs> he spent almost three decades behind bars for a rape and robbery he didn't commit. That's astounding. That, that guy looks great for that age. Yeah. Whatever, however old he is, he looks incredible. He, he could, I mean, from the photo, you can't really, he could be in his 20s. Spent three decades almost behind bars for a rape wow. and robbery he didn't commit. But now, years. but now, well, he's, he's got nearly 10 million reasons to, separate, to uh, celebrate. I guess I can see that. I mean, like 10 million for nearly 30 years. Mm. Um, yeah, fair enough. You know, um, Comptroller Scott Stringer has, has quietly agreed to approve paying Denny a $9.75 million settlement, avoiding a potential $50 million lawsuit against the city. It would have alleged cops framed the suspect. That would have been tough to prove, I think. He's 48. Might have been, but I have to tell you, you spent 30 years behind bars. You need something. You need you need some money. I mean, that's uh, and and he should get carte blanche in the city. That's what I feel. Well, what carte blanche? What do you mean? Like he should be able to rape and murder now? And with with no, uh, I don't mean that. I mean, <laughs> De Blasio should give him his limo and let him ride around for the rest of his life in his limo. Yeah, yeah, I get, stuff I, like that. I, yeah. A little perk like that, little limo perk. treatment. Yeah, um, maybe he should just get to be mayor. Maybe it couldn't be any worse than where we are. No, I'm sure the guy has some very valuable experiences that he could pluck into. The, you think? <laughs> and you wonder how did this happen? Well, okay, so in exchange, he has signed off on general release papers with the comptroller's office, threatening the right to sue the city and hold it liable for his arrest and incarceration. Uh, he was in uh, the best interest of the city, blah, blah, blah. They always say that. So in December 1987, uh, he was 17. He was one of four men accused of robbing a, a Burger King in Brooklyn and raping an 18-year-old woman who worked there. And he was sentenced uh, to up to 57 years in prison. But he always maintained his innocence and was exonerated December 2017 after the Brooklyn DA's office determined he had nothing to do with the crime. Wasn't even at the Burger King that night. Jesus. And it took them all that time to figure out he wasn't at the Burger King? How did, exactly does that work? Exactly. Uh, Denny alleges that he was targeted and framed by more than a dozen NYPD detectives. I can't imagine why a dozen NYPD detectives would want to frame a guy. I, I, that's they, they might have all been backing each other up or something, but just all just want to frame him. Now, keep in mind, very different New York in 1987, right, too. that's true. Uh, he alleges that he was targeted and framed by more than a dozen NYPD detectives who were investigating the crime, according to a notice of claim. Uh, now, the, the claim uh, alleges detectives procured his conviction by fabricating evidence and failing to check his alibi or immediately test forensic evidence collected following the assault. Uh, collecting forensic evidence used to be a different... Obviously, things change in, in a number of years, uh, right. by 87 to you know uh, 30, 30 years later, but... In any event, this is fucked up. I mean, like, yeah, I, I got no problem with them. Um, I mean, I, 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 obviously something like that happened because if he ended up convicted anyway and they were they didn't check his alibi, didn't check his alibi. That doesn't make he sense. He has an alibi. They're just like, nah, nah, yeah. nah, we don't, nah. Nah, you were there. You were there. <laughs> you were there. Nah, I know you was there. Uh, the rape victim whose eyes were covered uh, during uh, part of the attack didn't initially identify Denny. When shown a photo array, but picked him out of a lineup a few days later. Denny alleges in the claim that detectives made false representations and used, uh, well, outright 
suggestion to induce outright suggestion to induce the victim to identify him as a result uh he has suffered i mean you know you don't know don't know we have no idea what he's suffered the hard pitch on this one yeah the hard sell he uh uh, severe and ongoing damages physical and emotional pain guy's lucky to be alive i mean that's that's just a long time to be locked up and what a terrible terrible way and and you know what a lot of times these guys when they get out they're so grateful and their life is so much different now. They don't have the degree of like revenge-seeking and anger that you would think. No, they're kind of like I just am. This is great. Thank you to the city of New York. You know, whatever. They're right. just like this is. Oof. And then they talk to their family. He does deserve the money, but like Jesus, they, they like look at the smile. No, he, he just wants his freedom. Look at the look on his face. His... He's just he could not be more. He couldn't. <laughs> Good for him. You know what I mean? I now I don't know. Uh, maybe he's not that great of a dude uh, otherwise but in this situation he is hey congrats what's right is right and the thing is it's like these it, it's it's the ones who are kind of guilty and still get a big payout that does happen and, oh yes it does and, and it's uh, and, and they just go it was in the city's best interest just because they don't want to fight the lawsuit yeah but that to me that that's like you're inviting so much more of it. And yeah. you're inviting so much more of it, is right. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's wrong to do it that way. 